What's going on, guys? Nikhil and Lucas back again with another episode of Hip Hop Hype Hour. Hope you're doing well today. Oh, yeah, I'm doing great. Hope everyone out there is doing well today, too. It's getting hot outside, especially starting oh. this week, man. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's up to Texas temperatures now. It's like, and, and then uh, we're dealing with like the ERCOT thing, too, where they're like, oh my gosh, upper. dude. Yeah, dude, I, I just checked because we have a Nest thermostat. I just checked it, and there's like, it's like Reliant has scheduled a rush hour. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been uh -oh. happening every day this week. It basically raises your like temperature in the house for like three hours um, to conserve. But oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, you can you can exit out of it, but it's just like, they're trying to help so that we don't have a repeat of three months ago or four months ago because that was pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it'd just be nice, you know, to have working AC in 95, 96 degree weather. But yeah, I don't know what I do without working AC right now. Too much. But anyway, enough about that. Let's get to what we're about here, which is the music. Um, So we're doing a collab album episode today because i remember last week we were talking about voice of the heroes was like the latest and just a continuation mm -hmm. of so many collaborative projects specifically between joint projects between two artists like they do a whole album together right um, it's happened right. there's been a lot this decade so i guess today we're just gonna go through some notable ones just talk about them and maybe just talk about collab albums in general because it is definitely an interesting topic to explore right Right. And when we say collab albums, we're talking about collab between two artists, right? Mm -hmm. So producer artists like uh, I know Madlib does a lot of mm -hmm. collaborations. Metro Boomin does a lot. Those aren't good. We're not talking about those right. today. Right. Yeah. And we're not talking about multiple artists. We're not talking about like Dreamville or or slime language or things yep, like that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I guess like the thing with these producer collabs is like generally you have a single producer who's like credited on every single song of a project anyway like executive production right like that mm -hmm. happens that's just a standard thing um so, but some really big producers particularly metro because he's done this like three yeah. or four times now um they get with listed one savage dude he's yeah i think yeah, metro 21. twice with 21 he's done it with big sean he's done one with nav surprisingly um it's all over the place <laughs> But um, and and without warning, we're actually going to talk about that one because that is right. an exception here because it is two artists on there plus Metro. But yeah, so before we get into that stuff, though, going over our news, as we always do, um, new Tyler album next week. I guess that's, right. the, that's the biggest headline that we've got. Right. Weather's not the only thing heating up, bro. Tyler had a single. <laughs> it was pretty good, dude. It was really good. I like yeah. that line. He said uh, aimed at Drake, man. Yeah, but I think Drake, that was, I it, wasn't, it wasn't aimed at him. I think it was like a, more of a shout out. Type. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you, I mean, it's Lumberjack, listening. right? Lumberjack. Yeah. Y'all yeah, can expect that we will have a Tyler spotlight imminent. Um, like, we got to do it now. And that's what's oh, great yeah. about all this great music. You know, it's right in line with how our we've um done these like bi-weekly things with the artist spotlight so like the past three spotlights like they've been right in line with like a major album release so right it's worked out for us but other than tyler we got a new don toliver single too I, I've, oh, always, yeah. I've said he's gearing up for an album probably next month um featuring caliuchis it was really nice um nice little r&b single there so i'm looking forward mm -hmm. to that project New Isaiah Rashad as well. Oh, yeah. The single. I know you were big on that one. Yeah, he did drop. It was really good, bro. It's everything I'm expecting. And so um, it's, I think it's called Headshots for, yes. for to someone. I that forget who. That is correct. Who. But <laughs> hey, Logic really making good. a comeback. 
Oh yeah, he announced. Logic said he's coming back. I told you though. I called. It's it. I don't it. know if you said it on the show or if you right. said it like if you just texted me. You were like, "Oh yeah, I, you know, Logic's not done. He's gonna come back and like, he's coming back." Um, Logic is one of those artists, you know. He just can't retire. You I'm know, just gonna he can't say take right the Joe now, Budden route. Logic should stay retired, man. We don't. <laughs> we do not. I really dislike his music. I know there's a lot of people who love his music. I know someone listening is not gonna be happy with what I said, but. Logic is just uh, I, he tries too hard, man. That's that's all I'm gonna say. That's I don't know. Man. I'm gonna take. I think he can be really good. I think he his can. He can. Sounds are really good. Flexicution so think, is one of my favorite tracks by him. Right. I think he has potential. I just think he needs to like if he put out a track with Madlib and he's a duo called Magic Mad and then Logic mm-hmm. Magic. Um, it was pretty good. Like I really liked it a lot. So I think if he does something like that, if he does a collab album with uh, Madlib. Could be really good. Yeah, I know. One of my favorite uh, thing, like video or like music related clips that I've ever watched is the Joe Budden podcast when this dude absolutely went off on a logic verse, just dissected it and just like roasted the hell out of it. It was the funniest thing. I'm going to quote Joe Budden. He literally said, logic is one of the worst rappers to ever grace the microphone, man, or something like that. I'm like, oh my God, this dude is just attacking this brother. Okay, like, man. I just thought it was hilarious, but yeah, Logic making a comeback. I think he actually dropped a single. Didn't I? Didn't have a chance to listen to it, but um, I will definitely check that out eventually. I guess the last piece here is um, with Culture Three. So <laughs> they dropped a deluxe, mm. the Migos, and we talked about Culture Three last week. But I didn't realize that the reason they dropped a deluxe, it, it was a bad deluxe. <laughs> it was a five throwaways, right? That they just put out there. But they are actually not gonna debut number one. I think Polo G is actually end up gonna beating gonna beat them for the number one spot here. And they they're desperate. They're just trying to put out as much as they can. Now. Hey, yeah, I mean, I heard that Polo G's. I said like, man, after listening to Malibu, you know, like I gotta listen to the Polo G uh-huh. album. That was a really good track on on right. Migos on Culture Three, and I liked it more than Culture Three. So yeah, I, I mean, Migos shot themselves in the foot with that one. They had too. He was too good on that. Feature, you know, I, I still really like culture three and you know i'm a fan of the migos so like i guess i'm a little bit biased you know might like their stuff more than the average person but this is not a good look if an album like culture three does not debut number one man i'll just tell you i mean i can understand if it was like some other big like if tyler dropped right if tyler had dropped like last week and tyler goes number one it's like okay you can't really yeah can't really complain but if polo g is gonna beat out migos for the number one spot like Migos have a problem. They got to figure it out. You know, that means that they're, they don't have the same. It's just not hitting the same as it was four years ago. Yeah. I mean, I think that's true though. You know, like it's been a week since that album came out and I don't think that it's hit as hard for me. I haven't had as much desire to re-listen to the full thing. Mm -hmm. Most of a few tracks like Avalanche, you know, Malibu, like there's a few good tracks on there for sure, but I want to downgrade it, bro. What did I say last week? I said it was like a six and a half or a seven. No, that's what you didn't say it, it on the episode. You texted that, that to me. In messages. Yeah. I would downgrade it to like a five and a half or oh six. Oh my gosh. That, that, you're hating, bro. Like, <laughs> come on. Five out of ten? Seriously? No, no, like, I I, it's a solid 7.5. It's a solid 7.5, man. All right. Anyway, I've been talking about that too much. The last, uh, I'm just going to go through this here. Any, some more music that launched or released if anyone wants to check it out we got something from vince staples tory lanes mm-hmm. wale young dolph um gucci main had an album called ice daddy i had no idea he dropped it but good yeah, for me him. either the <laughs> baby had a track um and yeah that's it 
we talked about everyone else logic isaiah and tyler mm -hmm. and don tall yeah a lot of singles a lot of, a lot singles. of singles good stuff yeah, though for release yeah yeah i'm not gonna say anything about clb today because i'm just tired of speculating <laughs> when it when it drops it drops and we'll talk about it when it drops so that's all i'll say on that um let's get into our episode for today the collab album so i guess for the people who listened to our first episode, look back at 2020, I guess it'll be something similar. We'll just go through this list of albums, kind of talk about them, mm -hmm. um, share our thoughts. But I guess the first thing that I wanted to lead with is, you know, when we talk about collab albums, it's such a weird space because, first of all, um, they're very difficult to execute, right? Because you right. have to have two artists that are in the same space uh, for an extended period of time. And genuinely, these projects are they happen very quickly right mm -hmm. like it might it, it'll be more like a mixtape than a project and it'll they'll only be recorded in a matter of like a week or two when the artists are in the same space together it won't be something right. they will work on continuously for months right right yeah and so i feel like that that makes it different in my eyes when i'm judging it because i do view it more as a mixtape right are, yeah, like i view definitely. these more as more like they're a handful of like really good tracks mm -hmm. maybe some throwaways but I'm not really judging it for like super cohesiveness, big picture message right. that I judge like regular albums on. That's um, very true. Th that said, there are some duos that manage to make their collab album that like they mm -hmm. manage to go the extra mile. They have a theme, mm -hmm. they have tight cohesive, mm -hmm. but I feel like that kind of borders into like becoming like a group. So like mm -hmm. there's going to be some people we talk about exactly. like Run the Jewels, Kids See Ghost, where they they do spend more time in the studio. It's right. not like the same nature. Yeah. So. It's, it's, you're right, it's hard to compare these because yeah. some people are just literally going in the studio for like two or three days and mm -hmm. probably Future does that. <laughs> like Pluto, <laughs> yeah. Pluto, I'm right, sure. right, right. Um, I think what's, what's crazy is that sometimes, in a lot of the cases, these albums happen because of like pressure from the fans. Because right. sometimes you will have two artists that will be on a like just a one song together and then fans out of nowhere, like the fandom will just out of nowhere be like, oh my God, like these two artists are godly together on this track. We, we need a whole album, mm -hmm. right? We need a whole album. And then sometimes the artists will like get into the hype a little bit and start like fake teasing the project. And then they'll just end up sometimes accidentally, like, and we'll talk about this in the case of Quavo and Travis, they just accidentally built up this hype to where like, mm -hmm the label or whoever was involved was like, all right, now you got to actually do this, like give right. them the collab project. And like, we talked about J. Cole and Kendrick, you know, like it's sort of, that's what happened. And we, we never got the project because it right. was just not feasible, you know, because now they're on such different timelines exactly. and such different places. So yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fan like hype kind of took over to the point where they like the fandom convinced everyone that it was going to happen when in reality, it probably never was, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So, but anyway, that's that's our intro there. So let's get right into it. We'll just start going down this list. So the first one up, and this is, we're gonna kind of focus on just this past decade, but first one up here is we got Watch the Throne, Kanye and Jay-Z. And when I look at this one, I feel in some ways that it kind of kind of kicked off this wave that we got this decade yeah. of like these joint album mixtape projects, right? Yeah, there were definitely projects before this, you know, like there's projects going way back, like super groups and collab albums, mm -hmm. it's nothing new, but like, mm -hmm. I think Watch the Throne is like the gold standard for collab albums because right. like huge, you know, Jay-Z, Kanye. Like behemoths at the time. The industry, yeah, exactly. Right? They, they were dominating the industry. Mm -hmm. They came together and they didn't just make like throwaway tracks, you mm -hmm. know, it wasn't just like they were in the studio, they were vibing. They had like 
hit after hit. They had like probably mm-hmm. like some of the biggest songs on this mm-hmm. album. And if you look and, at like if you look at replayability, you know, you'll still oh, yeah. hear songs off that project like in on the radio, various, yeah. various spaces, right? Right. Um, great production too, by the way. Like incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Um so yeah, easily like if there's like a 10 out of 10 collab album, like it's gotta be watched it. throughout yeah. the yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to say, honestly. It's just <laughs> gold standard, Jay-Z and Kanye, like perfect execute. And this is this is like back when Kanye was still like, is it fair to say like rapper Kanye? Is he not rapper yeah. Kanye anymore? Or yes, well, I think he's still some <laughs> someone, you know, it's like 2011. So this was mm-hmm. like around the time of my beautiful dark twisted yeah. fantasy prime kanye i guess this is yeah a lot of people consider this the golden age his yeah. best uh time period yeah. right and and the thing that really impresses me about this collab album and maybe why it's considered the best is like it's not just like like i said it's not just two artists that have good chemistry like they do have that but mm-hmm. they are, there's also something deeper here right like mm-hmm. they have songs with a lot of meaning like murder to excellence like they're trying to like have a message behind their songs mm-hmm made in america like they execute it well mm-hmm. that these songs are like not only like these they're using their album as a platform to speak mm-hmm. to the broader community and right. i think that that's just like their ability to be culturally relevant and this album to still mm-hmm. to this day be one of the most listened to still receive mainstream play right um yeah it's the gold standard and yeah. if you haven't heard it then like you gotta you hear it. you gotta listen to it it's, it's <laughs> a must it's a must listen you know like and upset <laughs> but it's also one of these things that like you i think you know a collab album is good and really had an impact is when you have two artists it's like okay jay-z feature song it makes a song elevates a song right makes right. it great kanye feature elevates a song makes it great but when you get the two of them together even on a feature it's like okay this song is going to be elite you know mm-hmm. it just gives it that presence that says like you know like these two together are unstoppable um, right and there, there's a few there's watch the throne's not the only one that had the that effect but it's in my opinion like one of the most notable yeah absolutely and then like just to like kind of wrap up my thoughts on you know like just look at the album name look at the album cover it's watch the throne like exactly. they know they're at the top of the hip-hop game they know they're, exactly. at the top. they're like they're challenging people they're like try to top this for and sure, i don't for think sure. anyone has to this day like <laughs> maybe this is a yeah. bad one to start off maybe we should i, I know we're just going chronologically but i think this is like the best one out of the bunch here <laughs> so setting right. the tone off right i guess but yeah. anyway let's move into the next one which is run the jewels a project which i actually have not listened to so this is going to be oh, all man. you to talk about yeah this one. So, so run the jewels is a killer mike and lp lp like does a lot of the production but he also uh raps on quite a few of the songs with run the jewels i think they're up to run the jewels four that came out yeah last when we talked about from... we talked about this on our first episode yeah. so um and, and this is just a group in my opinion that has like amazing chemistry and it's it's kind of hard to like put this like we were kind of questioning, do we put this on the list or not, right? Because yeah. Run the Jewels is they actually like, they started off as solo artists, right? Mm-hmm. LP was doing his own thing. Killer Mike was doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. But the success of Run the Jewels has now made the group, like now they're Run the Jewels. No one mm-hmm. refers to them like individually. I think Run the Jewels has eclipsed the popularity of okay. either individual artist. That's yeah. my opinion, at least. Nice. Um, But like when they were just starting, right, it was kind of like a collab album, collab, mm-hmm. collab mixtape. Uh, the first one was at least... And then the second one, Run the Jewels 2, I think is the most popular of, of like the projects they put out. And this is the one okay. I recommend people listen to. 
Um, it's got the lead singer from Rage Against the Machine on a track as a feature. Um, it's just very mm -hmm. aggressive, very like counterculture. And Killer Mike is just delivering like bar after bar. And that's why I think Run the Jewels uh, deserves to be talked about, deserves to be here, is because I think that the chemistry between the two artists is what makes this like such a great collab effort. Okay. Um, it's really great you know we were talking about Migos and their chemistry last week right that mm -hmm. they were able to bounce off of each other you know it'd be like bar 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 right if you haven't heard any run the jewels project yet definitely listen to run the jewels too they have that same chemistry um nice. is it fair to say in your opinion that mm -hmm. like that is what you're judging collab albums on i know i've said that several okay. times i'm judging it on the chemistry between yeah the no I, that's totally fair to say and that was what i was gonna bring up i guess you led me right into it but right. um, yeah like the chemistry is important you know you don't want two artists who just kind of you don't want it to be forced right um right because if the chemistry is not there it's just gonna sound it's not gonna sound that great um and the chemistry oftentimes elevates the production too like it just brings everything together when they're flowing nicely and i like i like when artists go back and forth you know like they'll right they'll switch off on a verse uh you know so um like they'll, they'll switch off mid verse, like line for line, rather than just like, oh, you give your verse and you give your verse and that's the song, like it's over. Um, right. Things I like that are indicative in my opinion of a solid project. When yeah, Live Cheat Steel is a really good song then for you okay. to check out on Around the Jewels too. I will write that down right now as we speak and then um, listen to it once we're done. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's fun, yeah. Right after, all right. So after Run the Jewels, continuing chronologically here. So we went 2011. Run the Jewels was 2014, I think you said, right? Right. Right. So now we're going into 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go on. Got it. It's 2015. So here we go into my expertise here. We got What a Time to Be Alive, Drake and Future. Um, this was a surprise drop, I believe, back in 2015. And this is this is one of those that's like in a lot, it, it was at least from what I remember, one of the first like mixtape like collab projects here and the first of many that future one end up doing i think we have so like features oh, yeah. on so have, many of the ones so we're many. talking about today but yeah i mean they recorded it in six days you know it was a very quick um production there drake was in atlanta um him and future just literally were in the studio for like six days straight and they just cranked out this entire project that i believe is like 10 11 songs um metro is like on production on practically every track here because mm -hmm. this was also when metro was like really rising and up and coming as a producer working with future especially a lot and you got some other great production on here as well i think Southside, another atlanta producer has a lot of production on here dj esco obviously because you know he's like future's right hand man there but mm -hmm. this was a very solid project and if you go back to 2015 like jump man was just a huge hit you know yeah jump man was <laughs> I remember that. Jumpman was all over the place. Uh, Big Rings was another one that did really well. Digital Dash, you know, there's a lot of songs on here that I will still yeah. go back and listen to. Diamonds um, Dancing. Diamonds Dancing, exactly. Yeah. The, the chemistry was there surprisingly. You know, it, it's it's a weird combination, but Drake and Future work really well together in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard this project all the way through. I've, I've heard okay. like some of the highlights, like you mentioned, like Jumpman and Diamonds Dancing, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, you're right, though. Like, for me, it would seem like they wouldn't mix so well because Drake is more of like a, he kind of crosses that line between R&B and, and rap. Like and pop and rap. Exactly. is also very, like, melodic in his mm. rapping. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is but true. he's more like Atlanta trap melodic, mm -hmm. whereas mm -hmm. Drake's kind of doing more, like, R&B melodic. So right. it doesn't seem like they would mix initially. Yeah. Right? 
And, you know, Drake and Future, ever since this project, like, they have just continued to work together. You look at DS2, Drake was the only feature on that project. Mm -hmm. um, Future was uh, featured on Views, uh, had a small feature on Scorpion. Um, obviously, there was that hit single from last year, Life is Good, um, with Drake and Future. They've had songs here and there in the middle. But, yeah, they're just two of those artists that just, whenever they're on a song together, it just works well. Um, right. And they've just had that consistency. But yeah, I mean, what a time to be alive. I mean, I think obviously if Watch the Throne is like our threshold right here, it's it's I would say it's like a runner up in our list right here. It just in terms of like the effect that it had, like the amount of hits that yeah. it produced, its yeah. replayability, its long term impact. And I, I think it also accelerated this wave of like collab projects right here. I think that's definitely fair. Like, yeah. I think this gave Future a lot of um inspiration is not the right word but like you know this this was a big hit right exactly. like it definitely did the numbers it, it had the splash and so mm -hmm. i think this made a lot of artists like hungry to do their own collab they're like okay mm -hmm. if it works for drake in future and exactly. i you know like i think a lot of people have kind of had that thought i, I had which is like mm -hmm. oh like maybe because like, at this time in 2015 right future wasn't the household name that he is now he was definitely well, actually through, this was he was uh, sure after, sure but this yeah. is after DS2. So this is like DS2 had released, uh, I think, uh, several months prior, both in the same calendar year. But What a Time to Be Alive was like September 2015. DS2 was closer to spring 2015. So, mm -hmm. um, But for Drake, it was like his second straight mixtape. You know, he was fresh off of if you're reading this, it's too late. So right, um, right. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, I think I think to some extent you're right. I think this like if if like watch the throne is like the like the top level album mm -hmm. right it's like mm -hmm. the um i'm trying to think of like a good analogy for this you know it's kind of like that's like the king like the royal like oh there's no way i can do that right mm -hmm. like that's just too good yeah then i think what a time to be alive kind of made things more approachable for a lot of artists because yes. it was more like down to earth kind of like it wasn't just the two biggest like at the time sure drake and future big names but mm -hmm. i don't think that they were like as dominant as Jay-Z and Kanye were at the time. So I think this made it more approachable for a lot of artists. I don't know if that makes sense to say. I, Which I is think that's, that, we, that's totally fair, yeah. Perhaps I see his future on so many of these collab albums yeah, because- He's just a workhorse. Like he gets in the studio <laughs> and just like, yeah, like he's even, like he doesn't write. He just gets in the booth and just starts like doing going, his thing. Yeah, yeah. He just starts going. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next one. So. 2016 i don't we might be skipping some here again like this is just a short list of some yeah. of the most notable ones so it's very possible that we're skipping some stuff here um so 2016 just skipping that year because there wasn't i can't i couldn't really think of anything that stood out to me yeah, but me 2017 actually um without warning so this was a uh, one of my favorites actually this is uh, 21 savage offset um and we briefly mentioned this project last week i believe mm -hmm. But 21 Savage Offset and production and Metro was credited on this as well with full production from him. Uh, this was even like more of a surprise drop than What a Time to Be Alive in some ways. They yeah. literally announced it like two hours before release on Halloween. Right. It was um, like without warning. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it was called without really, warning. Right? Yeah. It just popped out of nowhere. Um, I loved it. I love this project. Uh, like anytime you get 21 and metro together you know it's it's always going to be something great but uh you know in this case you had offset on there as well so it really made it made it super nice there in that sense 
So did you have a chance to check out the project without warning? I don't, because we've never really talked about it. So I don't know if you ever got a chance to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I actually listened to it and um, I actually really enjoyed it. I really like didn't listen to it when it first dropped. So I didn't know it was on Halloween, but like listening to it, I was thinking, man, this is like a very Halloween-y type album because there's definitely <laughs> exactly. some parts where there's like- 21 and Metro together get elements. like, they just start putting out like very spooky type of music. You know what I mean? So yeah. Mm -hmm. So definitely like, I, I think that Metro always works well with 21 Savage. Yes. So that was like really excellent. Um, yes. But then Offset and 21, I didn't expect to see like as much chemistry as I saw, mm -hmm. but like, I think they play off each other very nicely. There's like some moments where Offset comes in and kind of has a different uh, style than 21 can achieve. Mm -hmm. And then 21's ad libs always like accent Offset very nicely. Exactly. So um, yeah. that's what I really enjoyed about this project, you know? I think production definitely, <laughs> production elevated it like, yeah. like crazy, you know? Uh, again, someone like Metro, can create chemistry between even the two most unorthodox artists. You wouldn't think that Offset and Twenty One would be a good combo, but they made it work. Right. Um, and I think Offset. I'm not. I'm not entirely surprised that he did well with Metro, just because I mean, Bad and Bougie was produced by Metro, and Offset was arguably the standout on that track. Right. right? So I, I think they had known each other and probably had definitely worked on together in the past. Um, but yeah, overall, very solid project. And what I find funny actually is that. I think another key indicator of telling when a collab album ended up being good is when fans start demanding a sequel. You know, like, oh, yeah. uh, yes, you, you will always hear like, oh, when is Watch the Throne 2 coming out? Or when is What a Time to Be Alive? Anytime Drake and Future get in the studio together now, they're like, oh, What a Time to Be Alive 2 on the way, you know? <laughs> um, right. And then you have like, people have been saying without warning to ever since the first one dropped, like, we need a second one of this um right so again this is another one that was just a very solid project um and i, I like the theme as well kind of like a halloween like halloween theme project it sounds kind of scary and gloomy um, right that's what i really enjoy it about had a great this. aesthetic yeah yeah the aesthetic there you go mm. thank you it, it's actually very enjoyable that's the word yeah so shortly after without warning and i actually might have mixed these up a little bit because surprisingly they both released around like the same time within a couple of weeks but mm -hmm. super slimy which was a, a joint project between future again and young thug uh that i really really liked uh, again future and young thug are also like a pair that just works really really well together and they're right. always doing songs together and features together um and this this was like a full on like 10 track like little mixtape again they recorded this probably in a few days you know like both future and young thug are just workhorses they don't write they just get in the booth and it, they just let it flow you know so i mean i don't think this wasn't as much of a standout compared to like without warning or what a time to be alive or anything but it was an enjoyable project had a lot of really hyped songs on there and it was just good chemistry overall between Thug right. and future Right. So I think most of the projects we talked about so far, I would say are like some of the best collab albums mm -hmm. to date. But I think like around now on our like list, I don't know if this is just because there hasn't been time for me to kind of like reflect or have these albums mature because these are more right. recent albums after um, like where we're at right now. But um, like I just don't find myself like I, I think they're missing something. Right. Like So mm -hmm. Super Slime is one of those albums. I just think it's like in terms of collab albums, it doesn't have the same power that watch mm -hmm. the throne has or you know without warning and i don't know what's missing because like the artists you're right like young thug and future work off of each other 
really well like right. you know they both are have that atlanta style sound and mm-hmm. so they have a good chemistry but i just feel like something's missing so do you think it's like the theme or is it just like what What do you think i think it's the from- theme i think it's the yeah. theme yeah i feel like theme actually makes a big difference with these collab projects and mm-hmm. even what a time to be alive um I, I even that one i don't think necessarily had a theme but i feel like the production was pretty consistent throughout in terms of like the type of sound you're getting right um, which wasn't necessarily the case with uh with, super slimy with super slimy yeah. right it was it, yeah it was a lot of different producers with very different songs all over the place so i think there has to be some coherent piece keeping the project together otherwise it, it'll sound a little bit distorted um and that's why, like, I don't think, and this one I still like, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. in the same tier as the ones that we've talked about right. previously. Right. It's still enjoyable. They're still, still enjoyable, good. Of course. Songs. Of course. Yeah. Right. So moving on to the next one here. And uh, again, this is actually another, they're actually doing a second one of Super Slimy. Like, I think they already confirmed that. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to do a Super Slimy too, and they're going to expand it. I think it's going to be Future, Young Thug, Lil Baby, and Gunna, all four of them together. So I don't Man, know how that's I don't quiet. know how believable that <laughs> that's is. That's more like but... a slime language type thing. That's super super slimy, extra slimy, <laughs> extra slimy. <laughs> how about that? What? <laughs> oh my! They should just they should name it that just for the joke, man. Like that. That's extra slimy. Funny. Yeah, that's it'd be great. Funny. Super duper slimy. Um. <laughs> anyway, moving on here. So we're gonna fast forward to 2018. 2018. Now. Yep. Little joint project here. Kids see Ghost, Cuddy, and Kanye. Uh, another right. interesting combo yeah i mean they'd worked together in the past before and right. you know kanye's always been one of like pretty supportive of cuddy i mean they had their differences at one point in time they had issues um both artists have struggled with mental health and that's kind of what kids see ghost was it was an mm-hmm. album about kind of mental health dealing with those things and even though it's really short this is probably my personal favorite album on on like our list we're talking about today just even because watch, even like, over watch the throne even over Watch the Throne. That's I, bold. Okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> I mean, this project's not better favorite. than What a Time to Be Alive. It's favorite. not better than What a Time to Be Okay, 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 sure. That's what Personal I'm saying. Favorite, different thing. Like, I recognize that it's not like, um, it hasn't had lasting power. Like, none of the songs on here were really like big radio hits, but I think it was more of an artistic risk okay. than any of the other albums on this list. And that's what I really like about it. Like, I think they took a big artistic risk, even right. the album cover, it's like these crazy um, psychological, like, I forget what they're called, the psychology, they have yeah. like the test with the ink blots. There you go. It's mm-hmm. like the ink blot style mm-hmm. album cover with these weird pretty cool. figures floating. Yeah, like, I just think they took a big risk on the sound. No one else made anything that sound like this. No one has to this day. And I think they took a lot of, um, really like good themes and kind of packaged it really nicely in this 25 i think 25 24 25 minute. minute it's very yeah. short yeah like six um, songs right but objectively it's not better than what a time to be alive <laughs> i don't know about that objectively about that. it's not better if, um, our, if our objective is numbers it's not better sure but... no is this not a, okay <laughs> is this not a better project all right that's a different discussion. Okay, so what are your thoughts? I've been My sitting th- here I, mean, the I, I liked it. I mean, I really like right. the title track a lot, Kids See Ghost. I feel mm-hmm. like it has a nice vibe to it. I mean, I, I thought it was pretty solid. To be I, quite honest with you, I'm more of a fan of the projects we've talked about previously. Okay. But uh, again, personal opinion. Um, right. But I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, fine. I thought it was nice. I, I liked it. So, but not right. as much okay. as like the ones we've talked about before. 
That's I, I think that's fair because I don't think it's for everyone. I think that there's it's a little unorthodox. It's a little yeah. unorthodox, a little mm-hmm. like off the wall. But I think that yeah. when it pays off, it pays off so well. Like the that's singing and reborn, such a good payoff. You know, free. Um, the title track, like I don't think there's a single bad track mm-hmm. on this. I mean, it's only 24 minutes. There's only seven tracks. Yeah. There's not much to exactly. Be bad, but right. I I just like it so much. Personal favorite right here. Right. So moving on here, I guess 2018 was just a uh, late 2017 and 2018 was just a good year for these projects. But we got uh, Nexus Drip Harder with Lil Baby and Gunna. And this is a very interesting one because these two, like it, it's so clear that they have chemistry. Like they work right. on so many songs together. Like it, it became a meme at one point. They were like, these two may as well just become a group because they're like always doing tracks together, yeah. and features together and stuff. And uh, they had sold out dates, which was like a really good single there um wasn't on this tra- project obviously the standout here was the um was drip, drip too, hard, too hard right yeah <laughs> just became a huge radio hit and a lot of other solid songs on there as well business is business is a good one that i like off off white v loan is also a good track mm-hmm. that i really enjoyed um never recover at the end of the project yeah right. overall i mean it's just it's one of those things like there's not necessarily there is sort of a theme here because you have turbo who's like gunna's like in-house producer right um, doing most of the production here so the you have a little you have consistency across the beats i thought they had some well-picked features like uh, you had um little dirk on here i believe <laughs> uh, nav had surprisingly a decent feature um drake held his own as usual on the on never recover Right. Yeah. Right. Just a just a really fun project to listen to overall. I, I think it's on the same level as like Super Slimy, you know, just um Yeah. It did better more in terms of popularity and numbers just because Drip Too Hard was like a big standout on here and it had released before, but um really enjoyable project. I hope we get a second one of these and it's definitely it's very possible cuz these two I think are it's like possible. these yeah. two are together so much. I think the only thing that would make it more difficult is I think Lil Baby has really surpassed, like they've both grown and become like big in rap, Lil Baby and Gunna, like since this project, but Lil Baby has just reached another level, I feel, compared to Gunna, like he's surpassed him um, to the point where like, it it would be perceived very differently because now it's not like an even playing field. I feel like Lil Baby is like the more elite artist, um, in my opinion, than Gunna is now, even though Gunna's still great. Yeah, so it just I think might be right. perceived differently. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right, but I think that they're still early enough in their career where they're kind of like, it, this is this might be a really weird analogy to make, but I kind of see them as like Kendrick and and Cole, like they're both making the mm. same strand of music, right. but Little Baby has just he's just further along. I don't know if that makes sense to say, but he's just reached more. Um, like a higher level, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still think that the fundamental, the sound is there. And I think they're earlier in their career. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I still think that even though these artists are both like wildly successful now, I still think they haven't been, they're not at that point in their career where now it's too hard to collaborate with right. other people. So I, I think that definitely we could see a sequel of this. And I think you're right. Like, I think it is one of those like fun. I think it's really good. I think uh, this is contra- maybe not controversial. I think Drip Harder 2, if we get a sequel, has the potential to become a classic collab album. I, I, like, I, agree. I, I think I agree. One, I think the second one, it, it was almost there in the first one. I mm-hmm. just think that they're missing that um, yeah. that element that we were talking about. Yeah. And when I say like um, uh, it might be perceived differently, I don't mean in a bad way. I just think just right. in terms of where they are in their careers at right. this point, it'll, it'll, have, it'll feel a little different. 
But anyway, moving on, I think, I don't remember if this was late 2018 or early 2019, but World on Drugs. So this was uh, between Future and Juice World. Um, I really dislike this project. Uh, I, I don't even think I listened to it all the way because I couldn't. Um, and there were no songs on here that I liked. Um, I feel like yeah. this is where we start getting a little bit of a fallout here because I feel like all the projects before this one have been considered good for the most part. Um, this one, in my opinion, was not it. Right. Well, I, I kind of agree with that. I think just Future and Juice don't work together yeah. that well. They don't I have think the it's, chemistry. I think it's that simple. I think it's that simple, in my opinion. And some people yeah. might say, some people might have different opinions, but yeah, I just didn't like the chemistry that was going on. It felt it felt like a very forced project. Like they announced it out of nowhere. Right. It it seemed a little out of the blue, and I think it felt out of the blue. Like when listening right. to it, so it's well, like just... Juice is one of those artists. You're talking about like Future goes and he just like does. He's a machine. He just mm -hmm. goes. He doesn't write his stuff. He just goes and like flows. Mm -hmm. I think Juice is kind of similar. Like there's videos of him mm -hmm. freestyling for like an hour, yeah. hour and a half. And like he can keep it sounding natural, like a normal mm -hmm. song. So I think he was kind of similar. He could just get in the booth and go. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like that's what happened on this project. And there wasn't a nearly enough communication between the two. Right. Like I think that's what it was. They were going to go with. And so mm -hmm. I think that's why it ends up being kind of. Um forgettable, forgettable. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah i haven't really i haven't ever revisited the project and i don't think people really talk about it anymore right, right. Um, and none of these songs i hear any radio play anymore like exactly yeah. so there's actually one that i wanted to interject on here so this is 2019 in 2020 we actually did get slime and b which was a joint project between a, a little weird combo here a young thug and chris brown which is like very two drastically different artists and I think for the most part it was a little bit strange like a, a lot of the songs were kind of very forgetful and just throwaways but one song which was go crazy ended up charting on billboard mm -hmm. for a really long time like a really really long time and it was nominated for a few awards like it did that well and I think that was just like you got like a catchy Chris Brown pop style chorus with like Young Thug doing what Young Thug does with his voice and like yeah. his ability to just like make a song work for him, you know? I just think it, it just ended up, was it a mistake? I don't know, but like the pieces fell right into place right there and they produced a hit. And that was kind of the standout track on this project. Nothing else really going there. It didn't do great numbers or anything like that, but right. it definitely had a little bit of an impact because it did produce Go Crazy, which was a hit single. Yeah, you're right. I, I completely forgot about this project. Mm. Um, but I remember Go Crazy and I remember yeah. that charting and doing really I think, well. I think if you've heard the radio at any point, you've probably heard this song. So, yeah, right. Then moving on there, kind of in similar fashion to World on Drugs last year, we got, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. It was it? last year. It was yeah. last fall. I don't even remember because it was so bad. Pluto, baby Pluto. <laughs> it like, was right after. Um... Is right after Lil Uzi's new album. It was like yeah, a, like a month like, after, maybe. No, it was like it was like in August. I want to say like August twenty twenty. Um, but yeah, dude, it was. Oh, just, was it that many months after? Yeah, it just did not work oh, for me. It was actually in November. Oh, see, like I don't even remember when I dropped. But yeah, <laughs> Pluto, baby, Pluto, joint mixtape between Lil Uzi Vert and Future, two artists who you, you would think. I mean, they've had like 7 million is a really good song from one of Uzi's earlier projects that they worked really well together on. Um, and it just, I don't know. <laughs> I think this is the worst one out of the list here. I just did not like this project. I think you're right, but it kind of hurts me because like, mm -hmm. what's he was on What's Up, right? 
Future was on What's Up from the deluxe edition of Little Uzi. Right, right. I think you're right. Right. And, and I like that track so much. I mm. thought Future did so good on that track. And I that's why I was like, okay, this is going to be good. But then I listened to it and I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, they were doing a decent amount of promo and teasing it for a while too. Right. So it was it was a little weird that it ended up not working out. Um uh yeah, it just it was just not well executed. That's that's all I've got to say about that one. I th- I think this is just one of those things where like and this may be like wrong. I might be completely wrong on this, but in my opinion, I think after listening to that collab album and then listening to that track What's Up, I think that little uzi and future only work really well together in a very mm-hmm. particular setting like a very particular type of track and mm-hmm. if they try to like push that into too many other stuff then mm-hmm. it just falls apart and i right. think that's what happened on pluto baby pluto yeah so i've got actually so before we move on to the last one here i've got a backtrack because i don't okay sure. how did i how did i miss out how did i forget to talk about huncho jack Huncho oh Jack, yeah, Huncho I know. He says yeah, <laughs> Quavo and Travis, like this, that's one of the biggest ones on the list here, and like right. hyped up for so long too. I think ever since Quavo was on Oh My This Side on uh-huh. Rodeo, people just like because they worked really well together on that track. And then after Pick Up the Phone on Birds, Birds in the Trap sing McKnight, mm-hmm. um, people were really starting to notice the chemistry between Travis Scott and Quavo. And they were really pushing for this project. So I think this is one of the one of the projects the fans kind of manifested, you know? Um, right. Like they, they started like, oh, we need a Quavo Travis mixtape. And then eventually they said, all right, we're going to do it. Um, and I they like, they kept saying they were going to do it. And at one point they even said like they were working on it. They like recorded a few songs, but I think they just like, uh, like uh, stopped in the middle and like picked back up later on in 2017 and then we finally got the project in late 2017 and i loved it like it's one of my favorite ones on the list here i would say like third after what a time to be alive and watch the throne i would say like this is number three for me like i just love the project because it's like two of my favorite artists quavo and travis on the project right. together but there were a lot of people that were underwhelmed like they said they, yeah. they could have done better and i think in some ways they did rush it you know because it was like fan pressure right they were like oh we got to do this so it, it was it was for their standards like if they if travis was putting out an album like all the songs would have been like throwaways right um right but it was still like i really really liked it i thought it had a theme with like a little western sounding theme that they kind of executed on yeah, a little yeah. bit good production very good mixing from mike dean um i i really i, I it was one of my personal favorites yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of in the other camp, the camp you're talking about, where I thought like it felt like throwaways, like, mm-hmm. and maybe that was because like we've talked about earlier in the episode, like this is what happens when two artists do a collab album. They don't have as much time, they don't have as exactly. much resources. You know, exactly. they're in different places, and I, I feel like maybe that's what happened here, in yeah. in my opinion, that it just felt like they could have done so much better. Yeah, and, and Tra- it, Travis, you know, being one of those creative type artists, like I feel like he really needs a lot of time to put out quality work. Right. Like, and they didn't not, have yeah. it here. Yeah. yeah. Quavo's one of those artists, you know, like that can put together something very quickly because of yeah. his style and the way he raps. I don't think <laughs> Travis is one of those people. He needs time with the production, time with his vocals to really think about like the vibe he wants to give to the song and you know with his ad libs and like his vocalizations and auto-tuning there's a lot of work that goes into a travis scott song that they kind Mm -hmm. of had to rush here and you know again like we got a single last year from travis and cuddy and they said like they're gonna try to put out a collab album that we haven't gotten yet 
I'd say like they, those are two artists that they've got to take their time. Like the fans should not oh, rush yeah. that, or it'll end Definitely. up being bad. They're two artists that need the creative space there. Um, but last but not least, because we're almost out of time here on our tight schedules today, but Voice of the Heroes um, just released last week, and I thought it was okay, better than World on Drugs, better than Pluto, maybe Pluto, but for sure. it it didn't have like it's not replayable for me. You know, Lil Durk and Lil Baby. Um, I don't think they work poorly together, but I don't think they complement each other either. Uh, yeah, I'm, you know. they, they definitely don't clash. Like, I think I could listen to it and I could, if it comes on, I'm not going to be like, oh, turn this right, off. Right, exactly. I'm not going to be like, right, this like, is garbage, that right? Yeah. But you're right in that I don't think there was much, like, electricity between the duo that mm-hmm. made me want to re-listen. Like, I, I have no attempt to re-listen like you know i saved it to my library so i'd remember to listen to it i listened to it i unsaved it like that mm-hmm. quickly <laughs> like it was very like okay this is nice right there's nothing extra of substance there they're missing that next step i don't think it's impossible for the duo to have it mm-hmm. um i haven't heard that much little dirk stuff though so i don't right. know how good he is on his on his own right but um definitely like it didn't manifest in this collab album in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. um but i think there could be potential yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. Just it was, right. it was, it was all right. You know, like I might go back and listen to it now and then, but you know, nothing, nothing crazy compared to some of the great ones that we talked about. Right, previously. right. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the list here. Honestly, not a lot to talk about to wrap up here. I mean, what do I expect in the future? I expect yeah. more artists to continue to collaborate and put out collaborative projects. But I definitely hope that they take their time with it and don't rush it. And really make sure that the chemistry is there like it has to have good production has to have a theme and they've got to make sure they take their time with it or you'll end up getting something like pluto baby pluto <laughs> okay so one <laughs> one last question before we go yep. what is one like what's one two people that you want to see collab what's the next like collab mixtape you want to see between two artists <laughs> take a guess i want you to take a guess and I, i'm like 50 percent confident you'll get this right it's drake and is it Travis? Just because those no, are your two no, favorite. Okay, Drake and the weekend. Because Drake and the oh, weekend. Because hey, yeah, cause, be really, okay, I can see that exactly. Because this is one of it's one of those they haven't collaborated in eight years, and fans have really been saying we need that OVOXO collab. I hope yeah. one day oh, they're I... able to like set their differences aside because they have had beef in the past. I hope they're able to get it done eventually because yeah, that would be something sure. special. I think that would be one of like. Because I know for a fact they would execute. Like I, I know for a fact without they a would. fact, without without a doubt, without numbers. a doubt, yeah. like it would be one of the greatest collab projects ever if they were. I agree, I, but I think that it's like a Cole and Kendrick collab. Like it's not going to mm-hmm. happen because I feel like they're in such different places. Like the yeah. weekend's already talking about his next stage and exactly. Yeah, um, mine is actually okay. You ready for this? Sure. J. Cole and 21 Savage. Mm, I, I I could see it happening. I really a could. lot in my life are so good and they work so well together. Like, yeah, I, I just it think happening. it needs to happen. I could see it. All right. Well, that's all cool. we got for today. Definitely. And as usual, to everyone who listened to this point, thank you. And you can expect that we'll be back at some point next week. Maybe not right on Friday just because we've got some schedule conflicts, but we will be back within the next like 10 days at most with the Tyler spotlight and our thoughts on his album when it does drop next week. Yes, sir. All right. Thank Thanks you for everyone. listening. Yep.